All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Better late than never. Welcome. Let's go, baby. It's baby. Hello. Fucking Anton Lander. I like, really like the backup car. Bag milk. Yeah, huh? This is Ceases. Hello. Ceases. Ceases. Hello. Ceases. Yeah! Tyler, your rem check is so fucking sexy. Ceases. Fucking Anton Lander. It's my Let's turn the music down and let's get going here on a brand new episode of Better Late Than Never. Lots to talk about today. A lot to talk about today. We have no time to spare. Not today. No, we don't. I don't know what episode number this is. I should really start writing that down when I do my prep, but I don't. What I did write down, though, however, is the plug for the audio department, title sponsor of the show. The audio department, of course, works to create a safe space for creativity and collaboration for artists and musicians to realize their potential and share their message through sound and story. 6916 82nd Avenue Northwest right here in Edmonton, or you can just book some time on the audiodepartment.ca website. The audio department. Go record something. Maybe a podcast. Maybe a maybe a diss track. You got beef with somebody? I'd like to see you record a diss track. Maybe I'm just I'm just putting that out there. You don't have to. Well, I would. You know? I would. I would. The audio department.ca. Welcome to Better Late Than Ever. I got a busy show. Got to talk about what was going on with the Oilers this week. We are remaining perfect since the last episode. Very important. If you remember, last Wednesday. The Oilers played against the St. Louis Blues. It was a rematch of the 2-0, a loss that they had, won that one. Beautiful. 
Great performance by Stuart Skinner and Net. Next night, Jack Campbell gets the call. He wins it in what was one of the weirdest games I'll ever see against Chicago. I was just down in Calgary on Saturday for the Battle of Alberta. The boys won that one. Yesterday, Tuesday, just a dominant performance back at Rogers Place against the Nashville Predators. We're going to get to all that, but first we're just going to have a little hello, a little welcome session. I'm recording this podcast today. I'm excited. I would love your feedback on today's podcast specifically because I'm recording this in my new studio that I'm building at my house. No more am I at the kitchen table at the Castle Milk. I am in Studio 93, the Ryan Nugent Hopkins Studios in the basement of my house. So just let me know how it sounds. I think this room should be okay, but I also know that there could be some echoing that's not normally there because it's a smaller, tighter space. Just let me know how it goes. Let me know how it goes. And if I sound like shit today, well, well, you know, I had a good run, but uh, unfortunately, your boy finally, finally got caught. I finally, finally got caught. COVID got me. Finally got me. Why are you so pissy? I'm not really pissy. To be honest, I feel fine. I uh, woke up last night. If you were watching the B-Cast after the game against the Predators, I was talking about I had a headache. I just didn't feel great. Didn't feel horrible by any means, but I didn't feel great. So this morning I woke up and I just kind of was like, well, I've got some tests. I might as well check it out. You never know. I was just at the Crumble Dome on Saturday and that's just a dump, probably a breeding ground for COVID itself, allegedly, in my opinion. But I just decided to test today and ultimately it got me. Why are you bullying me? I avoided COVID, at least to my knowledge, for about three years, almost three years. It finally got me today on November 2nd. I tested positive. So the point that I'm trying to get at is if I sound a little nasally, a little phlegmy, I'm just trying my best. I'm just trying my best, you know? I'm just out here making things happen. Whether or not you like it, well, that's a different story. But we're going to try our best anyway. Let me know how it goes. Just ignore me, but let me know how the rest goes, all right? For that, it's time for the news. The news brought to you by the audio department. Check them out, theaudiodepartment.ca. That is where you want to go. They are the sponsor of the news and of the podcast in general. Where I want to start off with this week is just a little thank you to all the nation citizens that were down in Calgary on Saturday and just, uh, the amazing, the amazing response we had to the ticket giveaway that we did on Saturday from the fine folks at ATB Financial. Jay, Dan, and I jumped in the Alfa Romeo, the Stelvio. We cruised down there, hit the highway. That thing is a well-oiled machine. Absolutely beautiful. Basically a spaceship. I was using the auto drive, the robot driver. It was like, hey, bag milk, keep your hands on the wheel, but we're driving this, baby. Don't worry about it. Scared the shit out of me. I won't lie to you. It's very scary having no responsibility for what's going on in the car. Well, I mean, of course I do, because if you take your hands off the steering wheel, the car starts flashing at you and it's like, hey, 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 I know the robots are here, but you need, you can't just like, you can't fuck off, man. You can't start making sandwiches in the back seat. We got things to do. So it was great. We did a little uh, Ask Me Anything on the way down on the Weathers Nation Instagram. Dan was running that. We had a good time answering your questions and a great drive down. The Alfa Romeo is absolutely amazing. That car... I love it so much. I might get buried in it. I'm I'm just putting that out there. 
I'm just putting that out there. And then I'm going to go back to the car again because last night after the Predators game, our boy Jared in sales, he made a very interesting choice on Twitter last night saying that if Vander Kane got a hat trick, he was going to buy an orange version of my blue car. If you check out Hi, My Name is Bag Milk on Instagram, You'll see the Stelvio there. You'll see the Alfa Romeo there. It's gorgeous. A blue one. That's the one I'm driving. Jared said if he gets a hat trick or Kane gets a hat trick, he's going to buy an orange one. Well, he got a hat trick last night, but we'll get there. Back to Calgary. So if you missed it, we had 20 tickets to give away from our friends at ATB. So what we said was first come, first serve at Greta down in Calgary, you would get tickets to the game. We were going to be there at five o'clock. We did a little bit of teasing ahead of time because ultimately we didn't know how it was going to go. We didn't really, we've never done anything like this before. So we had no idea how many people were going to show up. It could have been 10 people. It could have been 20 people, or it could have been what actually happened. And it was like a hundred and some people. We show up quarter to probably about 20 to five as we had planned on getting there just to get set up. And, you know, Greta had set us up a table and they were like, all right, you guys are coming in. No problem. As we walked up to Greta, people started running towards Nation Dan being like, hey, do you have the tickets? Do you have the tickets? He's like, well, yeah, I'll give you one of these and just hang on, like, hang on a second. They're like, okay, great. Love to win these tickets because there's like 70 people in the bar right now. And we went, what? So I, as you know, I'm Guy Incognito. I was there, not in nation gear, not in Oilers gear. I, well, first of all, when I go to the Saddle Dome, I always feel like I'm going to get punched in the face for some reason. And maybe it's because I have a punchable face. And maybe it's because I like to yell about the Oilers while I'm in there. But I've seen scraps going in there. So I tend to go to the Saddle Dome in incognito mode, just wearing anything other than normal stuff. I don't want to draw attention to myself. That's just the way I live my life anyway. So anyway, I poke my head in Greta uh, in Calgary on Saturday and I look around and I'm like, oh boy, there is a lot of people in this bar. We have 20 minutes to figure out a way to bob and weave here because the first come first serve idea that we had for these 20 tickets was not going to work. The response was overwhelming. What we learned was Oilers Nation is pretty big in Calgary. Quite frankly, we could do viewing parties down there if we want to, and we're going to based on the response that we got to this ticket giveaway on Saturday. So what we ended up having to do was, of course, Citizens of the Nation are amazing. We collaborated with the people that were there, Dan and Jay specifically, on what we could do to give away these tickets. So what we did was just a raffle. It was the most fair way to do it. We gave everybody a number. We had the same number in a little jug. We pulled it out. That was the fairest way. So we gave away 10 pairs of tickets to that game at the Saddle Dome on Saturday night. And I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to everybody that showed up. I want to say thank you to everybody that came from all over the place. Dan was telling me stories later on in the evening of people being like, When I found out you're giving out tickets, I drove in from Edmonton. I drove in from Airdrie. I drove in from all over the place, just hoping to get tickets and just hoping to hang out with you guys for a little bit. And that really blew my mind. It's one of those things where, like right now, I'm recording in the Studio 93 in my basement, and I see the numbers for this podcast, and it's been growing over the last year, and it's still amazing to me that anybody listens, and it's still amazing that anybody reads the stuff we do. So when it came to getting that many bodies in a bar that early in the day leading up to the Battle of Alberta on Saturday night, absolutely amazing. And to the staff at Greta, they were also incredible because they were not expecting that many people in there either. 
they weren't expecting us to pack the bar at like 4 p.m., 5 p.m. And then I was sitting there having a cocktail, talking to Princey from Flames Nation. I was just sitting there at the bar having a drink. The bartender came over to me. He's like, I can't believe you guys packed this bar. We were not expecting this at all. So to the folks at Greta, they did an amazing job. The service was spectacular. I was looking around. It seemed like everybody had a drink. I know the waits was a little bit longer than probably would have liked, but the staff was incredible. The manager came out and gave out some gaming tickets or gaming cards to people so that they could get play some vids. Ultimately, it was a hell of an experience, and I just want to say thank you to everybody that was in there because you made it a special event before the game even started, before the Oilers even won that game at the Saddle Dome. Before anything even happened, you guys made it an experience an incredible experience and it also gave us an opportunity to do some cool stuff down in Calgary. The other thing I want to mention from that trip is how we broke into the Flames Nation office. Flames Nation has a new office in Calgary because of the barn burner show that they launched that's absolutely popping all over the place. And they just needed an actual space that's dedicated to what they do down there. So we broke into their office and stole all of their beer on Saturday. All of it. We stole it all. I drank it all. And you know what? I'd do it again, too. I regret nothing. Frank, where are you? Oh, Frank's got a toy. Hey, you know what? Speaking of my new studio here, I'll just do a little run through so far. So I'm at a desk right now. I've got some more equipment that's coming in. I'm actually bringing in a Frank mic. I'm bringing in a Frank mic. Somebody said that I should have one. And right now he's just, I I set him up a bed right beside my desk that I'm sitting at right now. And I'm going to have a mic that I can reach down and just hear him like snorting and grumbling. Because if you have a Boston Terrier, you know that they just kind of go like, uh, uh, all the time. And it's very funny to listen to. So I thought having a Frank mic available when I record the podcast is excellent. So I will have that probably for next episode, depending on what happens. Going back to uh, Calgary again all amazing. Again, I just want to say thank you over and over and over again to everybody that one came down to see us, came down to enter the draw for the tickets. And two, we're just so incredibly understanding when there were so many of you in the bar and we only had 20 to give away. The reality, and maybe you guys didn't know this, I don't remember if we talked about this on Real Life or not. Jay was actually on his phone at one point looking at Ticketmaster, sitting at the bar, trying to figure out how much it was going to cost him to buy a bunch of tickets to give away some more. But like ultimately... Despite the fact that the Saddle Dome is a complete dump, tickets were not cheap to that game. And I get it because it's the Battle of Alberta. But Jay almost spent a bunch of money on on getting more tickets. It didn't work out that way, but we've learned lessons. We're going to do it better next time. And I cannot wait for the next event in Calgary because my mind was blown, man. If this was Edmonton and we were doing that kind of thing, okay, I get it. No problem. We're going to fill a bar. We're going to give away all those tickets. Edmonton is Edmonton. But when we were down in Calgary, I just, I'll fully admit, I wasn't necessarily expecting it. Even though I probably should have because the reality is when we went to the Saddle Dome later that night, hiked all the way up to the press level, you look around and that building is basically half full of Oilers fans. Basically half full of Oilers fans. And... Just truly remarkable, truly amazing. And I just, again, I want to say thank you and give a second standing ovation to everybody that came down. (laughs) 
Uh, changing gears a little bit, I want to talk about last night's game, which was the fifth straight win for the Edmonton Oilers. Dominant performance over the Nashville Predators. There's a couple things that I liked about it. Obviously, we are talking about a win that was massive. 7-4, boys were firing. Leon Dreisaitl had five points. Connor McDavid had four points. Evander Kane had a hat trick. Nugent Hopkins with a beautiful pass to Dreisaitl on his goal on the power play. Threaded the needle through Yossi's legs. Absolutely incredible game to watch. There were some ups and downs, of course, but the fact that we're talking about... The first thing I like, I'll just start to hear. The first thing that I liked about it is that the Nashville Predators hadn't really had a great start to their season. They went over to Europe, they started off with a couple of games against the Sharks, and then when they came home, they've just been spinning their tires the entire time they've been back in North America. So my worry was, if there was one, was that the Oilers were going to be slump busters again. How many times have we seen them over the years be slump busters for a team that doesn't deserve a win, but the Oilers provide them with one? So when the, when, when the Preds scored 34 seconds in, I was like, well, not a great start. I didn't, I didn't uh, think, well, if, if you're going to give up a goal, 34 seconds in is probably the time to do it. I did live bet the comeback, live, uh, live bet the comeback at plus 130. Shout out to me. Shout out to Betway. But, the thing that I liked about it was the Oilers weren't slump busters. They did not play down to a team's level that had been struggling. The Nashville Predators are not exactly the same team that ran the show. They're not the same team that ran the show against the Oilers those years ago, where it was like, what, 13, 14 wins in a row, something stupid like that. But they didn't bend. They didn't cave. That was probably the most dominant 60-minute performance that we've seen in a long, long time. It was just really incredible to watch, and I cannot wait to see how they continue to build on it, because after, I was looking back through notes from the last podcast a couple of weeks ago, and we were saying, well, the Oilers have had a very up and down season, like, I don't know what's going on here, like, how are we supposed to uh, get a reading on what's going on with this team? There there were three and three after six, hit the road for a road trip, they win all three, they come back and win again against Nashville last night, all of a sudden the team is pushing out for the lead in the Pacific Division. They're finding different ways to win. And Nashville, again, was a team that they suck right now. The Oilers would not let them get off the mat. Anytime the Predators scored, which there was too many, and we'll get to what Campbell's performance, they didn't let them off the mat. Predators would score, Oilers would answer. Predators would score, Oilers would score two. And it was incredible. And it was all led by, of course, the dynamic duo, Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. And when you look at those two, it's just another opportunity to tell everybody how lucky we are to watch them. Because having one of them on your team is a fantastic thing, but having both of them is just ridiculous. And again, Leon Dreisaitl has just absolutely owned... See, Frank's barking right now. I wish I had his microphone. What are you mad about? He's mad about something. He's mad about something. I wish I had his microphone. But anyway, Leon Dreisaitl with a goal and an assist. If you just looked at his stats from over the last, what, handful of games, 20 games or whatever it was, I'm going to pull up the stat here because it blew my mind. This was leading into yesterday's game against the Nashville Predators. Leon Dreisaitl, basically, if I'm the Nashville Predators, I just put his face on the jersey. 
ahead of yesterday's game. 20 games played, he had 19 goals and 25 assists. Well, after 21 games now, you can add it to, you can bump that up to 20 goals and 29 assists. I don't know what it is about Leon Dreisaitl and the Nashville Predators, but he is absolutely dominating them every time they face this team. And when asked about it in his post game, Jay Woodcroft didn't really have an answer either. What is it about the Nashville Predators that kind of brings out the best in this team's offense, especially Leon Dreisaitl? He, in the last nine games, 18 goals, 25 points. It's just, it's too much of a, a trend to be just a coincidence at this point. So what would you say is the contributing? I don't have an answer for you, or at least a, a good answer for he doesn't have an answer. None of us have an answer. All we know is that Leon Dreisaitl is living rent-free in the Predators' heads. Sorry, Woody, I cut you off. For you, I, um, you know, sometimes play, certain players feel a certain way against certain teams, I guess. But, um, you know, it's to Leon's credit that he's found a way to um, put some numbers up against his team and, most importantly, helps the team win. And, and uh Yeah. I, I wish I had a better answer for you, but I, I can't explain that. I can't explain it either. I can't explain it either. Equally as funny, though, to me at least, was that Connor McDavid got four points on the night, and he wasn't even the biggest story. Both of these guys, again, enjoy what you're watching because they are freaks. They are so unique. They are outliers to the furthest degree in this sport. Please enjoy it. And then it goes even further. I was reading a game recap. I think it was uh, it was over on the Edmonton Journal. I was reading a game recap today, and they had Evander Kane's hat trick as the third talking point in that article. Leon Dreisel had his five-point night. Connor McDavid had his four-point night. Probably could have had a hat trick on his own, actually. I'm talking about Connor McDavid. And then Vander Kane was next up at third with his hat trick. So when asked about the hat trick, it made me think about it because if that hat trick goal came in an empty netter, if you remember back to the season opener, Vander Kane was very unselfish, passed it to Connor. He got his hat trick. Well, last night the boys returned the favor. And when asked about it, here's what Vander Kane said. Anything said between you and Connor when you're both on the ice, uh, sitting on a hat trick with an empty net? Yeah, we kind of just uh, well, we were up for the kill, and then uh, we kind of looked at each other and just just laughed a little bit. But uh, I figured uh, he might want to get me one, so uh, I was happy with that. <laughs> Get him when he did. And also going back to the Alfa Romeo last night, Jared and Sales tweeted after the second goal, the second Evander Kane goal. If Evander Kane scores a hat trick, I'm going to buy an orange Stelvio to match my blue one. Well, hat trick was completed. Hat trick went through. Now I'm wondering when I get to drive Jared to Alfa Romeo of Edmonton to pick up his car. I think we're going to look real great. Also, if you don't know, Evander Kane has a white one just like mine. So the three of us, we could be probably one of the sexiest convoys in the city, don't you think? We could absolutely be one of the sexiest convoys in the city. Three Alfa Romeo Stelvios just kind of cruising around. Blue, white, orange. Come on. Come on. Everybody wants to see that. Everybody looks, was going to look at that, at that convoy and go, wow, you guys are very, very handsome. Very, very handsome. Uh, where's the button I want to push? Why can't I find it? Oh, here we go. I like that I was vamping to try and find the stupid Pornhub button. Um, Anyway, it wasn't all roses last night, though. 
If I am going to nitpick a win a little bit, I'm going to do it right now because the Oilers are rolling. This is the time to nitpick a little bit when the boys are feeling good about their game. Now, the penalty kill needs work. Nashville only got two opportunities with the man advantage last night, and they scored on both of them. That makes nine out of ten games that the Oilers have allowed a power play goal. And it's just something that they got to fix, man, because it's nice that they're putting up a, you know, they're putting up offense. Last night they converted the, the touchdown. That's great. But you can't be giving up power play goals every single game. I know it's nice when we say, let's score power play goals every single game. The power play is red hot. But on the PK side, nine of ten games, they've allowed a power play goal. And that is not good. I don't have to explain to anyone listening to this why that sucks. When asked about it post game, here's what Jay Woodcroft had to say about his PK. Well, um, I think you, what you do is you go back and you look at the goals we gave up. There was a few uh, things that we can do better uh, on both of those goals. One of them was a six on four, uh, but there's things that we can do better. I thought uh, we had a little traction in, in Calgary. Uh, against a really good power play in Calgary. And uh, tonight we gave it back a little bit. Um, but I keep going back to the fact that the team is 7-3. Uh, and three. and um, But we realize we're not perfect. we got areas to get better in, and that's certainly one of them. Absolutely one of them. And the thing, again, I like about Jay Woodcroft, I love it, in fact, about Jay Woodcroft, is that he's never going to throw anyone under the bus ever. The power play could allow goals every single time, that, or... Sorry, the PK could allow goals every single time they're on the ice, and he would never be like, you know what, they're trying hard. Gosh dang, they're trying hard, and they look good, and those blue uniforms look fine. I know they were wearing the navies last night, the dark blues, I should say. But you know what I mean, right? Lastly in the news, I want to wrap up with a look at Connor McDavid, first star of the month for the NHL. Nine goals, nine assists for 18 points in a 6-3-0 stretch to start the season. Connor McDavid, absolutely a freak. I was looking this morning, 22 points in 10 games puts him on pace for 180 points. And if that is not just the most special thing that you'll hear all day today, then I don't know what is. And that's how we're going to wrap up the news. The news brought to you by the audio department. Check them out. Theaudiodepartment.ca. Got it? Good. The audio department. Go record your album. Really quickly for our friends at Betway. I want to talk about a couple of things that have been really paying off for me over the last little bit with the Oilers. And it's kind of good, but kind of bad. Let me walk you through it. My favorite bet right now. Whoop. No. My favorite bet right now is easily over one and a half power play goals in a game. Now, your odds aren't going to be all that sexy. It's like minus 115, minus 120, somewhere in there. Over one and a half power play goals in a game is hitting most nights for me because either the Oilers are going to go out and score a power play goal of their own or they're going to give up one against, which ultimately satisfies the bet. I have hit it more often than not. Anytime I've bet it, it's one of those ones where it's kind of a hedge against maybe some of the riskier stuff that you got going on. Another one that I really like is uh, Ryan Newton Hopkins over two and a half shots at about plus 115, plus 120, generally speaking. 
He didn't hit it last night, but that's why you hedge it with this over one and a half power play goals because that's how we're going to get it. That's how we make sure that even when we lose our bets, we're still finding ways to win. Got it? Go check out Betway for your uh, betting needs, I guess, for your odds, your lines, whatever you need. Play with the pre-built bets. They're fun. There's a lot of good stuff in there. A lot of fun ways to put bets down on the game. A lot of ways to just get involved. and Maybe make things a little bit spicier, you know? Maybe make things a little bit spicier. And that's where we're going to cut to this. What do you call a cow that doesn't give any milk? A milk dud. You're listening to Better Late Than Never with Bagged Milk. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ladies and gentlemen, for our Trilogy Oil Field Rentals, it is time for the Righteous Sack Beating. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Righteous Sack Beating brought to you by Trilogy Oil Field Rentals. They are an established provider of oil field rental tools in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. They've got everything you could ever hope for in terms of your work site. They also provide seasonal and project-specific stations in Fort St. John, Fort McMurray, Lac La Biche, and others as customers require. TrilogyRentals.ca is where you want to go to get all the information you need there. TrilogyRentals.ca. Go learn about coil tools. We learned about that last week. Something to do with acid, pouring shit down there. This week, I want to ask you about, so we learned about the fishing tools, we learned about coil tools last week. Drilling tools, I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory. I understand what drills do. I don't understand what these specific drills do. Power swivels, trailer-mounted swivel packages for all remedial drilling and fishing operations. I want to know about completion tools. If you are working at a job site that uses completion tools, hit me up, slide into my DMs, let me know what those are. Let me know what those look like or even what they do. What do they do? 
I would like to learn. Not only do I try to entertain you on this podcast and just yell into this microphone for 30, 40 minutes, whatever it is, I'm trying to learn here myself. But for the Righteous Sack beating this week, I'm going to look at the Oilers goaltending situation and not at either of the players in net, not, 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 not either of the goaltenders. Man, my brain is not firing at all cylinders right now. I'm stuttering and fumfering. So I'm sorry. If you made it this far in this podcast, the COVID cast is what we're going to call this. Thank you for being here. I'm trying my best. But back to the task at hand, the righteous sack beating. What's really annoying me right now is the fans, or in some cases, a small dose of media that's trying to manufacture some kind of goaltending controversy. I was listening to 1260. I don't know. It was Low Tide and Jameson's show. There's people texting in about a goaltending controversy. I did my radio hit today on Cruise. Grant asked me, he's like, do you think there's a goaltending controversy? No, there's not a goaltending controversy. We've got two goalies that are winning games, and we've got two goalies that are giving us the results that we want. If you're looking solely at Jack Campbell's stats, 3.91 goals against average and an 881 save percentage, nobody is going to be happy with that. Nobody is going to be happy with that. But the good news is he's 5-2 and two on the season. Stuart Skinner are undoubtedly playing better. I was in Calgary on Saturday. I watched the performance he put in. I know damn well that if Stuart Skinner wasn't standing on his head on Calgary on Sat in Calgary on Saturday, I the Oilers would have lost. I would have gone down to Calgary. I would have caught COVID probably there, I would imagine. And I would have also been upset about a loss. Stuart Skinner made that made sure that did not happen. But the point that I'm getting to here is the goaltending is working right now. We are getting wins. And while I absolutely understand that our guy, Jack Campbell, that we spent 25 million bucks on for five years has to be better than where he's at. The reality is he has still won four of his last five starts. And the one that he lost was against St. Louis Blues when he put up a 952 save percentage and the Oilers couldn't score a single goal. In the other ones, again, not great whatsoever. We've got two in there under 900 save percentages, but, and those were Chicago and Nashville, by the way, both were wins. Both were wins. I don't know what else to say here. If the results were reversed, if Jack Campbell was costing us wins, then I would have a bigger issue with what's going on. But right now, I still believe that he needs to work his way into a flow with a new team, new defense, new systems, all of that. We tend, I believe, in my opinion, to just look at the stats on the box score or in a guy's just on his stat line and not really think about the human element that comes with changing teams, or just playing in the NHL in general. I'm not trying to defend Jack Campbell here outside of the fact that he's winning games when we need him to win games. You know, a lot of people call that the grand fear method where he would allow four and then not allow the fifth one. Jack Campbell's doing a lot of that. Obviously, you don't want him to allow that many goals. His goals against is 3.91. Nobody wants that. But his career average is 2.59, and chances are by the end of the season, we're going to be a lot closer to that, if not under it. But right now, only 10 games in, the Edmonton Oilers are 7-3 and three on the season. They are having a good start to the year. It's not perfect. I'm not saying it's perfect. But let's not try to manufacture drama that just isn't there. It doesn't have to be there. Last night, Campbell was not perfect against Nashville. The Oilers still won. You know what's going to happen tomorrow against New Jersey? Stuart Skinner's probably going to get the net. And he's probably going to play well. And they're probably going to flip back and forth. 
Maybe Jack Campbell plays against his former team in Dallas on Saturday. I have no idea. But what's bothering me here and what the righteous sack beating is this week is that we're trying to manufacture a problem in net when there is none. We have got two capable goaltenders. We have got the best tandem, in my opinion, that the Oilers have had in quite some time. And people, some folks, small, small minority of people are trying to shit on it and cause some, cause something because one of them, the $5 million guy, hasn't had the start to the season that he's wanted. But I can promise you this. Actually, you know what? I will promise you this. I'm going to say that Campbell is going to be back towards his career average of 914 by the end of the season. The last three years, he had a 915, 920, 921, and a 914 in Toronto. That's what he's going to give us. And the slow start, yeah, it sucks. But it's not costing us wins. So don't try to create drama when there is none. We can argue and we can have conversations about who should be starting when. That I'm all good with. But there's no goaltending controversy here. There's nothing to get up in arms about when the team is winning. Ride the hot hand if you want. Get a split in there. I'm guessing it's going to be more of a 50-50 split by the end of the year than maybe we expected. And that's fine. Provided that the team is winning. It's like there's a certain segment of people that even when the Oilers are winning, they're like, well, yeah, but they didn't win the way I want them to. And I don't really get it. And again, I'm not saying that things are perfect. I need Jack Campbell to be better too. That first goal last night at home, he kicked it right to his stick. That can't happen. The other three, though, there was like two Sedin power play goals. There was a there's an absolute bomb by Philip Forsberg. How many of these are we hanging on him? These aren't the stinkers. Oh, I mean, outside of the first one at home, I didn't like that one at all. These aren't the Miko Koskinen four goals on four shots that we saw. This is not happening. So why are we trying to make it that way? We have got two different goalies. They're both performing. They're both winning, albeit performing at different levels right now. And I'm cool with that as long as the boys are hanging dubs on the board. I also know that Jack Campbell needs to turn around in a hurry because he can't. we can't just be scoring touchdowns every game. That's just not how it's going to work. The Oilers just aren't going to put that many goals up on the board. So he has to turn it around. I believe he will. Historically, his history in the NHL tells me he will do that. So I'm going to be patient with him. I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to get mad when he's winning games, not the way I want him to. And that is how I'm going to wrap up this week's Righteous Sack Beating. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Of course, the Righteous Sack Beating brought to you by Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. Check them out at TrilogyRentals.ca. I appreciate all of you for joining in and listening to me rant a little bit because it annoys me. It annoys me. I don't understand it, and I wish that we could just get to a point where we're enjoying wins as they come and not always being like, well, well, this, yeah, we won, but, uh," you know? Anyway, I got a new review, a new podcast review, so let's get to that. Five-star review. This comes from Slippery Dolores. Just says class act. This guy, whew, absolute beauty. He's just killing it in the podcast game. I try to tune in every week just to listen to all the hot takes and uh, Chevy bashing in the voicemails. Although I don't agree with some of the sack beatings, I still laugh every time. Glad to see the guy doing so well for himself. Keep on keeping on, bag milk. That is from Slippery Dolores. That is a five-star review. Please leave reviews on Apple Podcasts. Frankly, 
you can give me five stars and tell me I suck. Just give me five stars so I get bumped up in the algorithm. I'd like to get more downloads for the podcast. I believe it's a decent podcast. I am going to get more guests. I've got the the studio getting set up. Maybe you didn't agree with that last righteous sack beating. Maybe he hates Jack Campbell. I don't know. Maybe there is a goaltending controversy. I don't think so. But thank you for the review. Please keep leaving your reviews. And then it is time to get to the voicemail. The voicemail brought to you by the audio department. Not a whole lot of voicemails to get to today. We're going to keep it tight. This week, my question of the week was, which team do you enjoy cheering against the most? Why? Why is that? I want to know. Before we get to what came in on the voicemail, a couple of things came in on Twitter this week about which team do you cheer against the most? Mediterranean Chicken says the Leafs. Thanks to much of the Canadian sports TV coverage, which forces it on consumers, sometimes wonder if they misread the CRTC rules, confusing Canadian slash Toronto content. Cody says, ABC, obviously, anyone but Calgary. I've been an Oilers fan since I was seven years old, and I live in Calgary. Familiarity breeds contempt. Dirt and Diploma says, it's cliche, but never ever cheered for Calgary to win, even if it benefited my team, be it in hockey or football. For baseball, I loathe the New York Yankees. The greatest thing to happen to that franchise was the curse of the Bambino. Paul says, I won't cheer for Calgary because they are Calgary. First up, L-C-Y-E-G. Hey, BM, L-C-Y-E-G here. Um, My love of the Oilers started when I was little. Um, I was born in... Oh, this is going back to last week's question. Again, if you want to call back to last week's question, I'm good with that too. LCYEG chimed in. I don't know when this voicemail came in. Obviously, right before last or right after last week's podcast, probably. Anyway, back to you. 85, so kind... I was also born in 85. Shout out to the 85-year-old or 1985. You know what I'm trying to say. Kind of really had no idea what was going on when we were really good in the 80s. But my dad loved them, my brothers loved them, and I was always the rink rat when my brother was in all of his tournaments around the province. But what really got me going was moving to Calgary in about 2008. Everyone was all, oh, you're going to be a Flames fan now, and like, fuck no, man. Um, So that's when I really started, like, diving in, watching Oilers games, buying more jerseys, kind of making a point to anyone whenever hockey came up or the flames came up to be like no i'm not one of you guys i'm from edmonton i'm an oilers fan like enough of you guys um and it just kind of snowballed from there that's when i found you fine folks at oilers nation and here we are today thanks big milk cheers thank you thank you i always respect the people that it's not just that you're from the city, you know, like shout out to the moms and dads and the brothers and the sisters and the cousins and whoever, everybody out there who is a fan of a team behind enemy lines. I always respect that. doesn't even matter what team it is. To be honest, if you love your team and it doesn't matter where you were from geographically, like I grew up as an Oilers fan. I live in Edmonton. My dad used to take me to Oilers games, fell in love with the team. Now I get to, you know, snottily podcast about them. 
makes me happy. So thank you for that message. Next up. This is Jesse, first time voicemail lever. Uh, Welcome, Jesse. Welcome to the show. Uh, I grew up in California uh, thinking that everyone who played hockey was an absolute loser. And it wasn't until uh, 2017, <laughs> I went up to Edmonton. I was inside Boston Pizza. And uh, there's, this could be one of my favorite voicemails of all time already. First of all, from California, if you played hockey, you're a loser. And then you come up to Boston Pizza, and now we're going to turn things around. I like where this is going already. An Edmonton playoff game was going on. And at that moment, it caught my eye that, wow, they really like hockey here. I started driving around Edmonton, and you see nothing but car flags, orange and blue. It is everywhere. And ever since that moment, I got into hockey. I learned hockey, and I have never looked back. I am one of the biggest fans. I now live out in Nashville, uh, and I just I look forward to this team playing every single night. Uh, it, it is something that has become my obsession, and I, love this. I hate that I went my entire life thinking hockey was – was just lame. Um, but that's all. I appreciate everything you guys do. I love every podcast. And I, uh, yeah, thanks, guys. Jesse, that could arguably be one of my favorite voicemails ever because it was a roller coaster of emotions there. You thought hockey was for losers. Then you start to experience it with an Oilers playoff run in 2017. This city, I hope you get to come back now as a fan of the Oilers. I hope you get to come back in the playoffs for a game because it's one thing to drive around the city. It's another thing to go to Rogers place and actually experience a game there in the playoffs when the place is going bananas. If you were lucky enough to go this past run, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know that the place was buzzing long before the opening draw. Long before the opening draw. And since you're in Nashville, I hope we get to come down to see you soon. Probably not this year because the schedule sucks. Like the the games in Nashville this year, like Tuesday and Thursday or some shit like that. We couldn't make it work this year, but hopefully next year the schedule makers give us a little bit of luck and we can get back down to Nashville. Andrew, what's up? You're listening to Better Late Than Ever. Most reasonable behavior. Let me get this right. This voicemail said Andrew on the title. Andrew is Donkey Volley's real name, and I feel like I'm just learning that Clark Kent is Superman. I don't know how to feel about that. I saw it was an eight-second message, so I figured it was going to be a bumper, but I legitimately did not expect that. Andrew. Not to me. You'll always be Donkey Volley to me. Nick? Ahoy there, listener. You're listening to Better Late Than Never the number one podcast for testicular-related discourse in the entire Edmonton metro area. Is that true? Do we talk a lot about testes around here? I don't know that that's true, Nick. I really don't know that that's true. Big milk, what's going on? Um, are you in bed? What's the team I like to root against? Um, well, the Calgary Flames, number one. Toronto Leafs, number two. Vancouver Canucks, number three. That's too obvious. Okay, so let me think here. You gave me a top three. Calgary, I don't even know that Calgary's the number one for me. I'm trying to think. Who annoys me more, Toronto or Calgary? Toronto fans are, they're just the worst, aren't they? I think Calgary might be my number one. Or uh, Toronto might be my number one. Calgary number two. Number three, Vancouver. I don't really care about Vancouver. They suck. 
Um, I still got a healthy hatred for the Winnipeg Jets because of that uh, playoff sweep. Dallas Stars, I really dislike because of those playoffs in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm going to put Dallas as number three. That's where I, I'm going to put Dallas as number three. I'm, I'm old enough to remember those. They were heartbreaking. Every spring, we played Dallas, and they'd bump us out. Until Todd Marchand, 1997, Game 7, OT. Flew past Grant Ledyard. Made him look like a pylon, even. Mm. That was a big day for me. That was the same day I got my N64, by the way. Played a lot of Mario Kart 64 that day. Young Bag Milk, mm. that was a day you don't forget. Anyway, Nick, I cut you off. I think I have to go with the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, that's a good one, too. Fuck the Vegas Golden Knights. You know what? Fuck the Vegas Golden Knights. They came into this league first season all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. They've been good ever since. They they missed the playoffs last year. They look like they're going to be solid again this year. They're having way too much fun in Vegas. Plus, they get to hang out in Vegas. I love that city. I agree. Golden Knights. That's a great pick by Nick. This is for a lot of reasons. You know, when Vegas kind of came into the NHL... They were a team you could get behind. I think they were the golden misfits. They were a whole bunch of guys that the teams didn't want them. And you know what? They made hell of a run to the Stanley Cup final. Since then, it's not quite as lovable. You know, I kind of came in to Oilers fandom when they were an absolute tire fire. They were horrible. Mm -hmm. I've seen this team be the joke of the NHL. Makes you feel like you've earned it. Now that the Oilers are good, it makes you feel like they've you've earned it, having them be good, because you rode with them in the horrible times. I was thinking about this the other day, actually. I wrote, I was writing a wrap-up after the game against Chicago, maybe? Anyway, I was writing a wrap-up, and it made me think about all the times during the Aikens-era disastrous period for the Oilers, and how just... I would post wrap-ups in the second period. There was ones that I would just be like, I don't even care about this game. I'll just update the score when it's over. Like, there was a lot of that. We rode through all of that shit. We were Andy Dufresne crawling through the pipe filled with feces to get to the other side. And I feel like that's where we are now. So we earned it. Nick, I agree with you. Vegas has had absolutely no struggle. And I know they had a bad year last year. But if that's your worst year in franchise history... You have a pretty good franchise history. The NHL more or less changed the rules so Vegas could be successful when they came to the NHL. Nevertheless, their organization just has no loyalty, and I get it's a business. But the way they've treated their players in the past, I just think it's inexcusable. And you know what? I don't can't root for them anymore. This is a absolutely terrible voicemail. I my thoughts are just so scattered, <laughs> but I think you know what I mean. Well, my thoughts are scattered too. I've got uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to not sniff into the microphone. I don't know if you can hear me turning the level down on my mic as much as I am, but I'm trying not to be gross for you. So appreciate me. I'm trying my best, Scott. Hello, Mr. Bag Milk. Hello to you. Uh, Scott here, uh, just replying to your question of which team you love to cheer the most against. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm probably taking the low-hanging fruit here, but uh, obviously Calgary, their uh, uh, their arena really sucks. It's crumbling, it it's falling to the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am kind of slightly jealous that they are closer, closer to the mountains than us, but uh, that yeah, has nothing fair. really to do with it. And my second one is definitely the Toronto Maple Leafs. Definitely love cheering against them. Love seeing them struggle so far this year. 
Um, I know Matthews is having a contract come up due sometime soon, and they're going to work themselves out of it, I think. Matthews will go somewhere else. Peace. Go Oilers, go. Have a good day. Later, Come, guys. Thanks, Scott. Uh, Leafs popular answer to this question, actually. I'm looking at my Instagram. I post this on, hi, my name is Beg Milk. It's my Instagram. Dylan says, not even close. Uh, didn't give an answer, though. Aiden says, Leafs. Edmonton GNR fan it says Leafs for sure. Liam says easily Toronto. Looking at some of my DMs, I got Kevin just says the Leafs. You know why. <laughs> I like that answer because you know what? I do know why. I know exactly why. And I appreciate that. Dan, what do you guys say? You're listening to Better Late Than Never, the only podcast where Ryan Nugent Hopkins comes to find out how handsome he is. That is true. He's very handsome. By the way, last night, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, he threaded the needle through Yossi's legs with a pass to Dreisaitl for his goal last night on the power play. Absolute magic by Nugent. My boy is having a great season. Dan? Hey, kids. You're listening to Better Late Than Never. Oh, Let's no. get back to the show. Hooray! That was really disturbing. I love the bumpers. I still, I promise you guys a bumper bar clearing episode. I haven't done it yet. And that's my fault. But now that I got the studio, I've got everything set up. Everything is permanently set up now in this room. So I don't have to like fiddle. I can just come sit down and get to work. So I do plan on doing more bonus episodes of the podcast. I do plan on going to twice a week at some point soon. So we'll get there. But first, I need some sponsors on the podcast. If you want to sponsor this show, just hit me up. Bagmilk at OilersNation.com or slide into my DMs. I've got open availability on some of the segments here. I've also got some new segments that I haven't even done yet. If you think that you want to be a part of it and this show kind of fits your sense of humor or what you like to do, I would love for you to be a part of it. And that is how we're going to wrap up the voicemail. The voicemail brought to you by the audio department.ca. They are the title sponsor and thus the sponsor of the voicemail. Quiet week in the voicemail this week. Maybe I should give them a break every now and then. Or maybe it's just a quiet week. Watch next week. I'm going to have 50 voicemails come in. That's okay. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, Thank you guys for bearing with me on this episode. I know that I'm sniffly. I can hear my voice. It just doesn't sound good. I sound congested. But ultimately, I feel good. And ultimately, I want to do the podcast anyway. And I hope you bared with me on it. I hope you wrote it out to the end. Please leave your voicemails. Please leave your podcast reviews. I'm trying to get everything upgraded in the Studio 93. I will be back with another episode next week. But until then, I will say goodbye. I will say thank you to the audio department. I will say thank you to Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. And I will say thank you to Alpha Romeo of Edmonton for hooking me up with that sweet, sweet car. Until next week, it's better late than never. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 